ILM apparently, like, okay, I was going to just say, eh, the CGI isn't as good. There's a reason for that. ILM did the CGI in the first one, and they're like, the best of the best, kind of. Well, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and they're they're busy with a bunch of Disney stuff right now, I guess. So I don't know who took it over, but they're obviously not as good. It's not like Transmorphers bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious if it was. Oh, my God, that'd be funny. It. Yeah, like Optimus just looks a little cheaper. Yeah, like his chest, especially. Oh, hardcore. It looks like, yeah, it just looks cheap. It looks like it's aluminum. Um, RC looks great. Oh, I really like RC's look. Especially her face. You you can immediately tell who that is. Oh, 100%. And it looks like it doesn't, it's a little different than the show, like G1, I'm I'm comparing, but it it looks less um, pretty girl and more soldier. Yeah. Like a, she looks more determined in that face. It's kind of like RC did in, in Prime, except she's yeah. red now instead yeah. of blue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the right colors. I'm, although there was that shot at the end where she waves at the girl and it almost looks like she has, with her size, and it looks like she has motorcycle wheels in the back. I'm guessing they're turning into her into a bike. She's not going to be some weird 1980s roadster. Yeah. <laughs> with, with four tons of kibble on her back. Yes. Like even the toys you see, like they always hide that part in behind. Like it has oh, her yeah. in robot mode in there and had the cardboard behind her. So you don't see like the 9,000 foot backpack. <laughs> yeah. Although in that, like when she transformed, you could see the wheels and kibble and junk on her back. I do like that these movies are being mostly a- accurate to G1. Yeah. Bumblebee's still a fucking T-bird, hot, whatever he is. Camaro. <laughs> Camaro, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, cars. Um, although, you know what? It did look like there's significantly less Bumblebee in this one because it looks like the main Transformer is Jazz Mirage. Oh, well, yeah, because you see the Porsche pull up, and it's like, hey, look, it's hey, Jazz. jazz. And nope. then you look it up on Wikipedia or something, and it says it's Mirage. And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, because they killed jazz off in the 2007 movie didn't they didn't they say that this is now a completely different timeline a different continuity altogether yeah i think they said like they started saying yeah they're tied together and then at some point said nope new movies ignore everything we just said so it could have been you know as soon as he did the uh hologram thing on the highway i'm like yeah which was hound's trick in g1 but oh yeah i think i remember though in uh, in the one in masquerade where they pose as the stunicons mirage says that he's the one creating the illusion to make them look Mm -hmm. like menasaur and wind charge is holding them together with his magnets yeah yeah plus mirage that's the other thing is that somebody once said to me is the reason that the the film that the film version of the franchise you love, the reason it sucks in your opinion is because they weren't making it for you, the fan. They know you're going to go see it. They're making it for everybody else they're trying to pull in. Yeah. And if you've got an Autobot who makes illusions and can camouflage, Mirage is a good name. I would say, yeah. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> anyway, on the whole, I think... All right, fellas, everyone knows you're going to do five more commentaries before you ever watch that movie. Hey! Roll tape! And begin. Autobots transform. 
Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today, this is episode 40 of Transformers Armada. It is remorse. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Armada, Optimus Prime died, which means he either has to come back in some kind of a new form, or all of that was pointless. <laughs> and in this episode, the intro talks about the Unicron battles, and I have to give credit where credit's due. It shows some very cool animation, which I don't oh, yeah. think I've seen before, so I anticipate seeing that. Especially where you see Starscream with the sword. Yeah, oh, and there was a shot of what looked like Unicron and then a whole bunch of Transformers flying through the air. Look, some cool stuff. Um, and then they biff all that with a dumbass voiceover by Rad. Yep, he tells us what happened last time and that takes up the entire thing and then it's opening bumper. Before that opening bumper, I had a minor existential crisis when I was complaining out loud watching this of like, God damn, at the beginning of every episode, all Rad does is recap what happens last episode. And then I realized that at the beginning of every episode of Defimpus, all I do is recap what happened in the last episode. <laughs> anyway, we come back from that opening bumper and the Decepticons are celebrating the death of Optimus Prime. Yep. They're all happy and patting Megatron on the back. And Megatron doesn't really seem all that excited about it, but uh, it's time to return to Cybertron. So I guess their ship is still, it, it can still fly after all the damage it took last time. Oh my god, this ship takes forever to get anywhere. Um, oh, oh, Starscream's upset too. But Mega, yeah, Megatron, like you said, he he seems morose, but he's insisting now, fuck the Minicons, we'll return to Cybertron, rule the entire universe. Yeah, they, whatever, they fly away. And then we go to Fred crying, and I laughed. <laughs> I laughed at Fred. He's having an absolute meltdown again, and I guess Smokescreen's name is Hoist now, because sure. Fred's like, oh, can't we fix Optimus like we fix Smokescreen? I mean Hoist. Yeah, I think they addressed that kind of, but Red Alert is like, no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, his spark was destroyed, so get used to life without him, kids. And uh, Rad goes on to tell us that everyone on Earth basically said, well, I have no more questions but why the sky turned green the other day, so it's back to life as normal. Here's how fucking boring everything Rad says. I'm going to read you verbatim the note I wrote down. <laughs> more voiceover by Rad that is so fucking boring I zoned out and wrote this line. Also, I've been craving an orange creamsicle lately, which seems odd because we're well into the first leg of a very cold Canadian winter. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was I was started to realize I wanted a creamsicle more than I cared about what Rad was saying. <laughs> and uh, now the Autobots are working on their their ship, and uh, losing Optimus apparently is affecting them too, and they're all pissed off and insulting each other. And I guess Scavenger is higher in rank than Sideswipe because Sideswipe calls him Sir. So remember that the Autobots have a chain of command. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at your foolish belief that this show will hold any idea of a chain of command, Paul. Um, <laughs> but Hotshot gets angry. He's basically, he's this whole thing is futile. Okay, help me understand Hotshot, Paul. He is annoyed that they're taking, or sorry, wasting time to build a spaceship to go after the Decepticons. And instead of doing that, he wants to go after the Decepticons. Yeah, because he's like, we're wasting our time here because, you know, they're, they're long gone. We'll never catch up to them. They're not. So he said that. And and then he goes looking for Jetfire and uh, finds him. And yeah, he was looking for the Decepticon base on the moon. <laughs> yeah, he went up there to look around, you know, raid the fridge, trying to close. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he gets back and says the place is empty. They're gone. Which wouldn't they have known that? They saw the ship leave. Yeah. They watched it shoot at the every that Optimus. They sh they know all the Decepticons are in a fucking spaceship. 
and they're too far away to ever catch up. And Hotshot's like, well, you got to take me into space so we can go catch that ship that we can never catch up to. Like, man, make up your mind. <laughs> yeah. And this is where it just gets dumb. Everybody shows up and says, hey, Hotshot, you need to calm down. And Scavenger just drags him through the warp gate. Everybody stands there and Hotshot's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and Scavenger knocks him down, drags him into the warp gate. And takes him to an abandoned, of course, highway, and then just starts to beat him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and uh, Jolt flies in after two. You know, yes, yes. Worth. Yeah, just starts beating the shit out of him, but Hotshot won't fight back. And Scavenger's like, man, I thought you were angry. Well, let's have it out. If you're so fucking mad, let me have it. But he just, uh, hated everything about this, Paul. He does that thing they do on this show where he's like, I'm going to attack you. And it's like, left, right. Left, right, yes. left, right, left, right. And even when they show Scavenger, he's clearly like punching way, way off center. Of course he yes. would miss. But he goes on and on and on about something. And I could really go for that orange creamsicle right now. Yeah. And the kids and Autobots are watching this at the base and Alexis tells them they have to do something. But Jetfire says, basically, this is Hotshot's last chance to prove himself to the Autobots. And what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you could actually... You know what? No, no, because it kind of makes sense if you explain it like. <laughs> anyway, commercial break. Transformers Armada. Decepticons and Autobots in action again in the battle for ultimate control. Get by reporting scavengers in trouble. You can combine Jetfire with Optimus Prime for maximum firepower to challenge the Decepticon menace. Pick on someone your own size. Transformers, robots in the sky. Transformers Armada. Each sold separately. Actual change time will vary. Batteries not included. And when we come back, Jetfire refuses to put a stop to this. And back on the highway, Scavenger tells Hotshot to forget about the fact that he was a spy working for the Autobots the entire time. He was with the Decepticons. He left the Decepticons <laughs> to join the Autobots because of him, even though he was already an Autobot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he says that. He's like, why do you think I left the Decepticon? Because of you. I'm like, we had whole episodes about <laughs> why you didn't even fuck you. Akira Okea, I'm going to give you a big Rio Moto Hero worthy fuck you on this episode. So I guess what they're trying to do is scavenger, I don't know, is trying to beat the guilt out of Hotshot. Oh, he has another great line. He says, uh, he talks about how when Hotshot went to the moon, he's like, even though Optimus disagreed with your strategy, he would have done the same. That is a stupid line. Well, yeah, well, that, that's what his problem is right there, is because Hotshot questioned Optimus when he was like, oh, why did you let Starscream join our team? Like, that's what Scavenger is so pissed off about? Oh, whatever. I'm not going to even try to figure out what Scavenger is pissed off about, why, for what, or how. Um, but what happens in that fight is that Jolt, uh, combines with Hotshot and he basically he flees and then the kids are like hey he's gone hey Autobots what hey Autobots and they're all gone too yeah like all of them somehow left the room quietly and <laughs> snuck away and well now <laughs> what I would have loved to hear while the kids were talking is a bunch of pizzicato is it pizzicato whatever it is violin <laughs> in the background that, do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 like the Looney Tunes tippy toes yeah yeah <laughs> But uh, where they went is, I guess they're on the highway now. Well, at least they're down on the warp chamber, but Blur is now on the highway, and he's trying to run 
hotshot off the road, basically. Yeah, they, I guess they almost get hit by a truck. But on an abandoned highway. So what was the truck doing there? <laughs> Who cares? Um, and then Sideswipe has, as I mentioned before, he's going to do this a lot, where he turns the other Autobots and he's like, hey, hotshot is my brother. I yes. understand him. Let me go talk to him. What? Anyway, he goes off and he warps out and then just... He stops, he basically confronts Hotshot on the road and transforms and points a gun at him. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with anything in this episode? Nothing makes sense. <laughs> and Hotshot tries to drive past him, and but then a bunch of miniguns just warp in and stand in front of Sideswipe, and then even Jolt abandons Hotshot. Yeah, they beep and they boop at him, and then Hotshot remembers Optimus, and he, like, I... This is a weird episode in that I can see, I think I can see what they're trying to do and that this guy is dealing with some survivor's guilt and and some, you know, we left on a bad tone, you know, that I kind of see where he's coming from. But everybody's actions completely contradict their motivations and it's all stupid. Anyway, Hotshot sees a... a, I think like an illusion of Optimus in the dirt. Yeah, and he's uh, and Optimus says uh, the goal all along was to rescue the Minicons so they could live a free life. And Hotshot gets it now. So why didn't they just get Highwire to walk up to Hotshot in the first fifteen seconds of the episode and kick him in the shin and say, "Hey, remember us, the Minicons? The reason you're doing this? Now get back to work and fix the ship." Like because that because why I bet, did they? Uh, I bet they. I bet somebody suggested that some junior writer was like, "Hey, wait a minute," and they threw him out a ninth story window. <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, all of a sudden, all of the Autobots are here. Hotshot said his road to Damascus moment, and they decide, you should be commander, which I thought Optimus kind of already did before with the whole Matrix thing. Yeah, you would think that, and they, everybody thinks, oh, that's a great idea, and then Scavenger's like, hey, we're not done yet, and just comes running into a clobber on one, but (sighs) does that whole stop an inch away from his face and looks at him. Then he smiles. Which is the cringiest thing a human can do, in my opinion, is that I stopped an inch away from your face and you didn't even flinch. <laughs> like, you know what, Hotshot? You should have kicked him in his robo-nuts right then and there. And then they all laugh at Fred for being diabetic. And then back at the base, <laughs> they make it official. Hotshot's in charge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, we Yeah, we should mention that. Fred deals with his insulin rage by hitting people. That's worth noting. He hits Vaughn's. <laughs> And that's how he deals with his anger. But uh, Hotshot's, uh, he's in charge now, but he only wants the job until they get back to Cybertron. And uh, also, he doesn't want the Matrix yet. No, sorry, Paul. He doesn't want the Matrix of the Commander. And I don't know what the fuck that is, because that's not a thing in Transformers. Sideswipe calls Scavenger Sir, he calls Red Alert Commander, and Jetfire on more than one occasion, even before this episode, has been mentioned as being second in command of the Autobots. The Autobots have a chain of command. Well, would you have a chain of command, if something happens to the leader, that makes the next guy in the chain the leader. That's the whole premise of being second in command. Jetfire even tells Hotshot, eventually, that Optimus would have wanted him to be the next leader, but Hotshot should know that already. Optimus tried to give him the Matrix. Why else would he do that? And if that's what you wanted, Optimus, then why let him refuse? Take the Matrix out and smack him in the face with it. Tag, you're it. That's how this thing works. Didn't you see the 1986 movie? Hot Rod touched it first. It'd be funny if it didn't take right away, though, and Optimus just started beating him over the head with it. Sorry, Hotshot, I'm not sure why it's not working. Damn thing must be out of gas. And what about Jetfire, the second-in-command? Is he a Commander Riker type? Like, he likes his job right where he is, doesn't want to move up? Most organizations and militaries don't put up with that for long, Jetfire, because you're blocking others from advancing. Step up. Step up.
Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, an episode I'll never watch again. Uh, <laughs> it was remorse. Paul, was there anything that you weren't remorseful about wasting your life watching this one? It was a long walk, but they got there, bringing the Did new they? boss around to what the old boss was trying to do all along. Like, the, the goal is, you know, get the minicons to free or whatever. Like, the, the premise is fine, but it was horribly written. Like, this, uh, this episode was a nothing burger. Whole lot of fluffy white. Whole lot of fluffy white and a bunch of nothing in between. It was, like you said, horribly written. Yeah. Yeah, great premise. Like, Hotshot is dealing with his grief. He doesn't know how, which makes sense because he's the young, irrational one. He's the bumblebee. He's the Cheetor. I get it. But the way everything got resolved, as soon as Scavenger dragged him through that warp gate, this episode, I could have eaten a bowl of alphabet soup and an X-lax and shit out a better episode. (laughs) I really didn't like this. I don't know that I'd like to dislike really this feel. one as much as Chase, though. I really don't. Chase might still be my least favorite. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Depart. If you want to get away from a couple guys, you can find us on Twitter. I'm there very little now, uh, but I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at P. McPherson 1. You can also contact the show via email, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate reviews in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Let's have it out.